From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the first time you have sex in many different situations you may encounter during your marriage. And I want to start off today's show with this quote from actor and comedian Billy Crystal, uh, famous for When Harry Met Sally, among many other films, but there is that, you know, huge orgasm scene in When Harry Met Sally when they're sitting in the diner. And he says... It's a deli. It's a deli. deli. Okay. Well, you know, it's more the scene to me that matters than where they are, but the restaurant. And uh, he says, what's so fascinating and frustrating and great about life is that you're constantly starting over all the time. And I love that. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's show, talking about all those first times that you have sex. And in preparing for the show, it was really interesting to think about just how often we have sex for the first time. We're going to dig into that, but you guys know that we absolutely love starting off the one extraordinary marriage show with a hug love from you guys and for those of you that are first time listeners to one extraordinary marriage we are so happy to have you this is it's going to be an experience for you like no other for those of you that have been listening for a while we love having you tune in every week Mm -hmm. and you know as we talk about that as we start off the show i do want to say one thing we are sitting in our office our recording studio looking at our love you guys wall and for those of you that don't know we actually have a sign in our office it's all over instagram and facebook that says love you guys and surrounding this piece of artwork are pictures of you Mm -hmm. couples from all over the world who took the time to send an email to us put love you guys pick the email address is info at one extraordinary marriage.com There you go. So info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Subject, love you guys pick. And these are a couple pictures of you and your honey. Mm -hmm. And we are filling up this wall. We've almost completely surrounded the picture. We want to see your picture up there. So tonight, tomorrow, sometime this week, send an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Love you guys pick in the subject and a picture of the two of you. And we'll make sure in the next week that you show up on the wall. Yeah. And here's the simplest way you do it. You selfie yourselves and boom, you just upload it. We will take care of the printing. We go to Costco. It's right here by our house. We'll go over there. We'll print it out. We'll put it up there. And then you guys can see yourselves up here on the Love You Guys Wall of Fame um, with so many other couples from around the world. So please, please do that because it is totally awesome to see you guys. Mm-hmm. And so this week's hug is sponsored by OneTshirts.com. And this is something new and exciting that Tony and I are doing. We have known for a long time that you guys take our messages and you take them to heart. Well, now we've made it possible for you to wear the One Extraordinary Marriage message. And so right now, the first design that's up there is the take action, hashtag take action. It's up there. We have got two different designs. 
a bold and a scripted, and there are seven different styles. So guys, gals, slim fit, beefy cut, cotton, you know, it's all up there. Go to onetshirts.com, check them out. This is a great way for you to go out and just declare what you're doing in your marriage. You're taking action and you're making a difference every day with the one that you love. So this hug actually came off of iTunes and go to iTunes, leave a review, let somebody else know how much One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted you because many of you came to the show because you saw a review on iTunes. This came from Adam Jones and he said, my girlfriend and I are looking at getting married this July. And so I decided to start looking for godly resources now instead of later. Kudos. Smart. So smart to start now instead of later. He said, I work a part-time job at a warehouse while I finish school and get to listen to whatever I want while I pick orders. I never expected to be hooked on this podcast, but I love the honesty and transparency that I receive from each episode. I wonder how many of you are nodding your heads right now going, I totally get what this guy's saying. Mm -hmm. He goes on to say, I've listened to almost 40 hours of this podcast in the past month and feel prepared for engagement and marriage. Thanks guys. Love the show. Awesome. Adam, thank you for taking the time to write in. Thank you for getting hooked on the show. Uh, We're so excited for you and for your girlfriend. Sounds like soon to be fiance. Um, We just, we wish you both the best and Mm -hmm. are so proud of you for taking the time to learn now what many of us didn't figure out until years into getting married. Right. And that's really, that's kind of what we're talking about today. You know, so often we think about the first time we have sex with our spouse. It's like that first time, you know, some of you had sex before you got married. And we can, we did, we'll raise our hand there. We did. You have sex the first time as a married couple, right? After the, after the wedding, you've said your, I do some of you had a party. Yeah. And some of you didn't have sex prior to marriage. So the first time you did have sex was after you were married, could have been your wedding night or the day later, depending on what your situation was. Absolutely. And for most couples, this is where they think the first end, right? Either the the first time you had sex before you got married or the first time you had sex as a married couple. And what we're going to challenge you in this episode is to think about all of the first times that you have sex and to build in that anticipation and that excitement that you can continue to have first times, years, decades into your marriage Mm -hmm. because there's the first time you have sex in a new place outside of your bedroom. I mean, for us, it was years. Yeah. We always had sex in the bedroom for years. And the first time we didn't, it was like, oh my gosh, like there are all these other rooms. I mean, now we talk about change of scenery, like it's no big deal, but it is a big deal to get out of the bedroom. And Elisa bringing that up is very interesting because we moved this past summer and this house is much different than our, our other place where our other place was, it was smaller, uh, less windows, less, um, visibility. I mean, now we, we overlook a golf course. So we have folks, you know, driving up and down their golf carts and all that sort of stuff, but we don't have a lot of shade down there. We don't have mm-hmm. what curtains or anything going on. Right. Cause of all the natural light. Cause we love the natural light. So it's really interesting that since we moved here, we haven't had some of those firsts That's in, other, true. in other rooms. So it's something that, you know, when we talk about this, you know, 
we tend to have sex right now in our bedroom. We love it. It's it's up high. We can open up the the drapes or we get the natural light, but we're higher up so people can't see. But it's not like our, our old place where we could get into the living room, shut all the shades or do things like that. So there is still some anticipation for us as we look at, okay, when are we going to, you know, christen the, the living rest room, of the house, the dining room, <laughs> other areas of this house. The other thing that's funny about this house is that our first floor is all tile mm-hmm. where we had carpet in the other house. So it's like, it takes a little more planning because right. it tiles harder. I mean, you yeah. just got to deal with that. The first time you try a new position again, the first gazillion years of our marriage, I think we only did the missionary position. I'm, I'm maybe I'm, I'm thinking the reason that was though we never I, I, I personally myself other than what I saw in explicit magazines and websites I don't think I understood different positions that's an interesting you know what I'm process. saying yeah I don't think I in, in you and I could both say this is that in our early years of marriage I don't think we ever sought out new stuff until we got the joy of sex book Mm -hmm. and that was some years like five years in i don't remember i thought i thought we had a copy early on i think i want to say it was probably five years in i don't know how we ended up with two copies either for a while we had two copies yeah i don't know all that's to say is that the first time you try a new position that's a first that's a first and that could happen in all honesty it could happen 20 years in I mean, we've, we have found new positions just in the last couple of years. And, and, and we just and celebrated 18 years. And we're celebrating, yeah, we just celebrated 18. And we're always now, not always, but often seeking out new positions. You know, leg here, arm there, side, standing up in the shower. Well, shower is a new location, but you know, those different things. And sometimes, I'm going to be very honest with you, sometimes it's incredible. And sometimes you feel like you're playing Twister. Mm-hmm. And you can't get your mind in the game because it feels like a game. You know, it feels like you're playing a game instead of actually in an intimate moment. And you know, you got to work through that, but you got to keep trying because every time you try a new position, it's like having sex for the first time because you've got to figure out how it all works. And again, this is all about that anticipation. So that way, you guys don't go, "Oh, we had sex that first time after we got married, and now it's the same thing." And it's we we've done this, you know, and before you know it, it's two months, three months, six months, and you've had sex once. You know, there are a lot of firsts that you can look at to keep that, to keep that romance, to keep that, that sexual desire between the two of you heightened. Mm -hmm. There's the first time you wear something different and and both male and both husband and wife, or you come to bed naked. I mean, you could actually just skip the clothes altogether because for some of us, I mean, I know that in the early years of our marriage, for me, it was like slide into bed, get naked, slide back out of bed, you know, lights are off. Tony's not seeing me naked. And then it became, okay, well, you'll be, I take that back. There was the wedding night and the honeymoon with the lingerie. And then it was the slide into bed naked. You know, it was like, that was over. Honeymoon's over. Let's just kind of hide out type of thing. And then as our communication around our sex life started to grow Mm -hmm. as our 
ability to, you know, an openness to try new things, there became this like, well, what happens if we introduce different clothes? What happens? You know, we did that post uh, probably about a month or so ago now, 21 ways to initiate sex. Mm -hmm. And the picture that goes with that post is a, you know, a picture of women's legs. She's wearing high heels and she's got her panties hanging off the back leg. Mm -hmm. Right. I remember the first time I wore heels into our bedroom. Mm hmm. You know, something totally different, something I would have never thought of doing, but Tony's got this shoe thing. And so he asked me one time, he's like, wear your heels. Wear these heels specifically, he said. And it totally changed things up. Why? Because I was wearing something different. Not anything crazy, just he wanted the heels. And it was a first. And it was a first. Um, you know, there. I remember buying Tony silk boxers. Those were a first. You know, think of those different things that you can wear. Because let's face it, guys, I, I know, you know, we're recording this a show in the winter, fall, winter time. Um, the Midwest has already been hit with like huge snowstorms. Some of you are coming to bed fully dressed, sweats, socks. If it was me, I'd probably have a hat on my head because I get so cold. Every once in a while, naked or lingerie, that feels like a first in the middle of winter. It's mm. like spring comes. Yep build the anticipation around there. Um, then there's the first time for those of you that have decided to have children, there was the first time that you were actually trying to make a baby. And that, in all honesty, I mean, for those of you who have had those other firsts that we've talked about or one or two or all of them, now you go into this, Hey, the first time we're trying to conceive a child, that's a, different kind of sex you know we're on a mission yeah we're on a mission and now some of you hey you, you got you just got pregnant so it, it's it's a whole nother story you know that's sort of like the oh my gosh wow we got pregnant for us and for many couples that we talk to i mean there is honestly the planning that goes in for this and the reading up and the position you need to be in and the position you need to be in afterwards it's very I'm laughing so hard right now because I distinctly remember telling Tony, I need to be I need to be raised in the air and I need to have a pillow under me and I need to like stay here for ten minutes and he's like this What is weird are we doing? Yeah. I, I, like when did we when did it become a job? Because I just want to have sex. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, No, 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 this is what we have to do to make babies. Oh my gosh, I mm. remember that. Yeah, and then the next one is you know, the first time you have sex after you found out you were pregnant. And now here's another one. I mean, some of you may have gone pregnant. Fine. No problems. No morning sickness. You're good to go. So the sex with your spouse afterwards may not have been so, um, what's not, it's, it, it just wasn't so abrupt. You know, you were able to just continue on. But there's a different feeling going on now. You know, you're like, hey, I'm carrying our child. There's different thought processes going on. For others of you, your spouse got your spouse got pregnant, morning sickness mm -hmm. for months. <laughs> you know, so so you're sitting there going, as a husband, you're going, My goodness, I want to be close to you again. And you can't. So the first time you do have sex after your wife is pregnant. That's that's a whole nother, 
you know, because, and even I want to say, even throughout the whole pregnancy, there are a number of different firsts because her body's changing body's changing you got the belly how do you do this it's there's a lot of emotion involved there's a lot of mental just you know thought process on what's going on and it's it's amazing that time period and having gone through it twice tony's just rubbing his head like oh my he's having flashbacks right now guys I'm, i'm you know what for all of you who are pregnant or plan to get pregnant and have kids have fun uh, honestly, have fun during this time. You're not going to hurt the child. Um, it just enjoy it mm-hmm. because sex during this time can be as precious as any other time. Mm-hmm. And I think as couples, we can get a little too over overbearing. Just uh, you know, just worried about too many different things. And really, it is a beautiful act that you guys are having together. Just get medical clearance. Yep. Medical. Yep. That's all we say is, you know, whatever your doctor says, go with that. Yep. Um, Make sure that it is cool, but I'm just saying it, it is a fun time to be enjoying sex together. Well, and that automatically leads into the first time you have sex after you have kids. Well, if it's a vaginal delivery, you're waiting. Uh, Six, six to eight weeks, right? Isn't it six weeks? I, I don't remember. I re- What I do remember, dear sweet husband of mine, is the first time around, you didn't want to wait the prescribed amount of time. Correct. And it was not good. It wasn't. And I will, it, it, that, that's a bad first time. That's a bad first time. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that because that was the next one. The, you know. Yeah. But whatever your doctor says, go with what they say. You know, whether you've had a C-section or a vaginal delivery, if they tell you to wait the four to six weeks, do so. Your body needs to heal. Mm -hmm. I had vaginal deliveries for both of my children. Um, Granted, they were small babies, but I still pushed them through. Mm -hmm. There was some healing that needed to happen. And then, you know, after you've had babies, um, there is the whole, like, your breasts start leaking during arousal and all kinds of stuff. And so it's just kind of this weird, like, you know, you feel like a mess and your body is all, you know, for the ladies, your body is all different. You know, it's not the pre-pregnancy body or even the pregnancy body. It's the, you know, I'm a mom now body and things are just different. And you got to get used to that. And your husband's got to get used to that because, you know, now you're parents and now you're listening for the little cry in the background and, oh, there it is, interrupted, which is... Yeah, and for this, for all of these, all these firsts we're talking about, we still have more to go. The the key is, and something that we have learned over the years, is that you guys have to be asking and answering questions with each other. You have communication to, is key. Yeah, you have to be able to verbally share what's happening, and not in a way that's defensive or putting your spouse down, but in a way that's understanding. For each other, because this is something that I screwed up way too many times in our younger years. I'm so glad he can admit that now. I mean, it seriously is truth. And when we began just asking and answering more questions of each other, awesome questions that would lead us into deeper conversation, that's when we grew closer to each other. And these first, you know, trying a new position. That is just a conversation of 
what do we want to try? How does that look like? What does that look like? And so if you're, if you're at a point where you're going, man, I would just love to connect with my spouse mm-hmm. that way. Check out Connect Like You Did when you first met. And you can get that at www.connectlikeyoudid.com. And right there, we have 101 questions that you guys can answer together and in all areas of life. And sex is a big area of that. In addition to that, we had 50 bonus questions. So you get a, a total of 151 questions that you guys can answer. And if the sex is the area you guys want to talk about, hit those right now. Mm-hmm. As you know, you hit different areas of your life, ask and answer those questions. But that helps with a lot of these first. Mm-hmm. So kind of keeping in this vein with the kids and those of you that don't have kids, we're we're getting back to you in a second, but all of those that have children, these firsts are big ones. Um, because after you have the kids, there's the first time the kids have interrupted either knocking on the door, crying, or because you forgot to lock the door, actually walking in on you. Mm -hmm. Those are all firsts that you have to work through mentally. (laughs) And sometimes, well, emotionally, as you, you know, go through your embarrassment and, and, you know, even getting back in the game. That happened yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. (laughs) Our little one thought it was Monday and she got up and she's like, we hear her pitter pattering down the hallway and we're like, whoa, hold on. And then I abruptly told her that it was, you know, not a school day. She had to go back to bed and she wasn't allowed to cuddle with us because we were sleeping in. So goodbye. Um, (laughs) And then we have to get back in the game. Mm -hmm. And and every time you get interrupted, it's like the first time because you go through all of that. And how do you, how do you get yourself back there in the early years when we would get interrupted by our kids? It was game over. It was just like done, done. Now we know that we can get back into the game. It takes a little more work. Sure. But we know the reward and the payoff is totally worth it. So we're like, okay, hold on. Let's just, let's go back there. Let's find that place. So, you know, first time after having kids, how do you, or first time you get interrupted, expect it to be awkward. Mm -hmm. Keep trying, work through the interruptions. I promise you it is so worth it because you'll get to a point where you can just work through it and keep going. Yep. The next one is the first time it doesn't go as planned. Maybe you've set something up and it just didn't work out. It, it, it was frustrating. Um, maybe the place you wanted to have sex just didn't work out. Maybe the position didn't work out. The clothing didn't work out. Whatever it may have been, that was a first. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We overcome those. Mm-hmm. We, we, again, discuss with our partner why that didn't happen the way we wanted to. We don't want to shut down. We don't want to build up walls. We don't want to push them away because that just leads to distance. It leads to, gosh, it it, it leads to this feeling of like, are we going to be able to have sex again? Is this possible? So don't allow those those, um, times that they don't go as planned as failures. You're not alone. We've had many of them. Believe me. So you're not alone in this. It's it's a hiccup. It happens. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out why that happened. And hopefully it doesn't happen in the future. I, I will share with you that some of our 
most disastrous experiences have become some of our most treasured memories because we're able to go back and, and now we laugh about those times right? when something happened. We're like, Oh my gosh, remember when? And, and you just, you just go with it because if you're keeping the lines of communication open, then that just gets woven into the fabric of your marriage instead of being a rip in it. Um, so the next one, um, this was a hard one for us. This, you know, the first one after the loss of a child. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it has been almost 10 years since our son Andrew died. Um, he was born at 18 weeks and never took a breath. And there was probably a good three or four month period there, if not longer, that we didn't have sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was in a depression. I didn't want to be touched. I definitely didn't want to be intimate. Um, I, I distinctly remember two months later after Andrew died, uh, Tony's parents sent us away for Valentine's Day. And I remember being in the hotel. So it was two months. Yeah, it was two Yeah. Yeah, the 14th. Uh, I distinctly remember laying in that hotel bed, just praying that Tony would not try and make a move on me. Just praying. And it, well, it had to be been four months because we were pregnant in March or three months because we were pregnant in March because Abby came the following December. So mm-hmm. I guess I guess it was three months because I'm convinced that Abby was the first time we had sex after Andrew because it just wasn't happening. And, and it was working through, for me, it was working through that whole, can I, can I go through another pregnancy? You know, if we were to get pregnant again, what does that mean for me? And it was very selfish um, because I was in a very selfish space of, grieving and the first time for both of you after the loss of a child is a difficult it's difficult and yet at the same time it can be very healing because of the reconnection that happens Mm -hmm. when you choose to open up and be vulnerable in that very specific way yeah and the loss of a child is is a whole nother show so we're not going to go into that If, if that's what you are experiencing right now we totally get it we have done a number of shows on that particular topic um they're not coming to the to the top of my from morning to joy from is morning the to one joy that we did a couple years ago yeah um there's another one there's from, another one yeah from morning to joy that's the one that we actually recorded the day of the sandy hook yeah so you know th- there are episodes out there if you have gone through that. So please listen to those. Um, here's another first that we just experienced ourselves yesterday. The first after you choose sterilization, either vasectomy or tubal ligation. You know, the first time that you have sex, knowing that you don't have to use any form of contraception mm-hmm. that which what has been done, the procedure that has been done has taken the place of that. Now with a vasectomy, it's a little different. So for you guys who do get vasectomies, please note that you do need to ejaculate anywhere between 20 and 30 times before all of your boys are dead. And you need to get that cleared by your doctor. Please, 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 please make sure of that. I have heard of way too many couples who have, the husband has had a vasectomy and then they are surprised with a child 
because not all those boys were dead. Now, on the other hand, well, it's not, yeah, they're emptied. I mean, it's not like you you get to the point where yeah, you're they're empty. yeah, they're dead. They're 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 there's <laughs> they're no, gone. There's gone. Yeah, you're not. You know, you don't <gasps> you don't have any live ones there anymore. So on the other side, though, if the woman has a sterilization procedure, it's permanent. It's done. You're good to go. And we share that because Elisa just had that surgery week, she, a week ago. A week ago. A week ago. Yeah. And uh, I will tell you the the mental change when you're going through, you know, having sex for that first time when you're like, oh, like I don't have to worry about these different things. And yet, I, you know, it's true. Your mind still goes into those spaces of, do I need to be protected? You know, where are we in my cycle? You know, and it's, I told Tony, it's going to take a little while yeah. to work through that just because it's been a fabric of our lives for literally the last 18 years we've had, whether we've been trying to have babies or not trying to have babies or, or in, and I can still remember times when <laughs> it's like, Elisa, have you had your period yet? You know, and you're just sort of waiting. And even though we knew we had to use contraception and all that, but she's late. So this takes it all into a, a whole nother level, mm-hmm. even for me because I'm going to, I'm probably still going to be asking, you know, have you had your period? And yet really there's nothing there. I mean, the doctor came out when I was sitting in the waiting room and he's, you know, he came out and we started talking about my Kindle first and foremost, which was very interesting. Love the dude. And then he's like, you know, I wouldn't be talking about a Kindle, but you know, Lisa's fine. This is what happened. It's, Carterized? Carterized? Carterized. Carterized on both sides. There's no way. I'm like, okay. Like she said, there's a mental part of this. And even still in the back of my mind, I'm going, okay. Like we're going to need to road test this a few few months. Yeah. That's part of it though. You know, and for those of you that have dealt with other medical or health issues, mm-hmm. there are those first, you know, dealing with cancer, dealing with illness. How do you, you know, we did a show called um, A New Normal. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with your life, either during or post severe illness. And, and how does your sex life change? And what are those ad- adaptations that you have to make? I mean, those are all first. And then, you know, the last one that we're just going to close out the show with today is for those of you who are empty nesters, you know, we're looking forward to that. We are, you know, nine years and counting. Yeah, we still, we still have a ways, but we still, it's, it's speeding up though. I can definitely tell we're, we're oh, kind gosh. of barreling yeah. into it, but you know, that first time that the house is really and truly empty, you know, what is that like for you? I was just talking to a woman the other day who's an empty nester and she is just, she's like grinning from ear to ear. Now, you know, I'm sure that's due to many factors, but she's having a lot of fun with it. You know, so as, you, as you've as you listened to the show today, I hope that you guys, it's our hope that you look at your sex life as an opportunity to continue to have first. Mm-hmm. That, that you look for opportunities to create that excitement and that anticipation, be it through your communication, be it through changing things up. You know, it doesn't have to be, we had sex the first time and that's what it's going to be like for the next 50 years. Right. Keep finding those firsts. Keep making those firsts. Yeah. So this week, hey, go down that list that we went over. 
Maybe you haven't tried one of them. Make a first coming up this week. You know, go out there. Try something different. Try something new. Realize anticipation is awesome. And you can celebrate those firsts. You guys go out there. Have a fantastic week. We love you guys. We want to see those pictures. Send them to info at one extraordinary marriage.com. You have yourselves a blessed week. Love you guys.